Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Vulnerable. I am your host, Chelsea Vaughn, and I am currently sitting in my bed under the covers. It is a rainy, rainy, cold day in New York City today. It's actually the first time I've turned on my heat, so winter is coming. And even though it's a rainy day, my co-host still made the trek out to Brooklyn all the way from the Bronx. Her name is Kayla Epps. You guys might know her from Bachelor Season 25 with Matt James. Of course, that's where I met her and we became close friends. She is also just one of the most intelligent and insightful women that I know. And I love having her in my life. She's not an influencer after being on The Bachelor. She is a healthcare advocate and she goes to rural towns in the country and helps out at her healthcare startup. So that's her full-time job. But today her job is co-hosting this episode with me. Today we're going to talk about gender roles in a relationship. We're going to talk about being submissive, if you will. We're going to talk about finances when you're dating somebody and if it's important and how important it is to you. Hot topics. We've seen a lot of people talking about it on TikTok. So we're going to share our opinions. And we're also, of course, at the end of our episode, going to chill it like it is and answer some of you guys' dating questions. And not just dating, just any questions you guys have advice on. And on that note, we're going to get started. So here's Kayla. Kayla. Chels. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm so honored. So excited to have you here. Thank you for coming. So I love to get started every episode with a hot celebrity topic. Let's do it. So today let's talk about Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, what a topic. <laughs> How do you feel about Leo? Um, he's not my fave. He is a zero out of 10 for me. Oh, personally. A zero. I know. Yeah. Um, even just objectively like I've never thought oh my god Leonardo DiCaprio is so hot right even like younger Leo like he he really doesn't do it for me personally um but apparently girls that are under over 25 don't do it for him (laughs) so there have been like so many headlines about how he literally drops his girlfriends at the second they turn 25 the last one was Camilla Marone she turned 25 in June they broke up in August could have been a coincidence um don't know because there's been a pattern of this he dated Naomi Campbell, he dated Amber Valletta, Bridget Hall, all these people before they were 25. Wild. And um, apparently a source, we don't know how true this is, but a source says that um, he doesn't want kids. And when girls reach 25, they're looking for more and to like get married, settle down. So that's why he drops them. Okay, that's false. <laughs> what do you think it is? Also, let's talk about it. How old is Leo again? Leo is 47. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay, one, I hate the narrative that... All women, once they he- reach the age of 25, automatically want a family. True. Are these conversations that he's actually had with these women? Probably not. I'm, exactly. I'm willing to bet he's never even embarked on that conversation with any of these women. So to have that assumption, that narrative, it is so harmful. Mm-hmm. And I find it incredibly disgusting. Yeah, it's like when guys are like, oh my god, slow down. Like, I don't want to get married right now. Like, I'm not trying to be in a relationship. I told you that. And you're like... I never said I wanted to be. Right. It's crazy, but so many men have this. I was on the plane. I forget where I was going. And 
obviously I was eavesdropping because the best conversations happen on the plane. <laughs> and this man was telling, you know, this friend that he had just randomly happened to sit with next to the plane. And was like, yeah, I think that's like why I'm going for women that are a bit younger. He's like, I know it's going to sound douchey, but like, I just don't want a family right now. So I'm going after women who are a little bit younger and won't have this idea of wanting a family yet. So like, that's why I don't go for women my age. And he said he was like around 30, 31. But I was just like, what? Yeah, no, it's as soon as you're like, oh, I'm 27 or 28 or God forbid 30, that guys immediately, immediately are like, oh, clock's ticking. She wants a family right now. Even if you never said that. Exactly. They could literally be dating a girl that doesn't want kids ever. Right. And they just don't even ask. Right. They just assume, oh, she's trying to, she's trying to have a kid. Like I'm 30 <laughs> and I would feel like if I got married, I would still be a child bride. And I would still not want kids. Like, no, I feel like that too. What? I, just, I still feel like an infant. Yeah. So like, don't even project that onto me without even having a conversation with me first. No, they do. And like, this is what you were talking about. Like we were talking about this earlier, how at this, at our age, we're both 30. We feel like we almost don't have anything in common with, or like anything to talk about with women that are like 22. Like sometimes depending on the person, but a lot of times it's like, there's not a lot to connect on. So when you're a 47 year old man, what is it that you're getting out of a relationship with a girl that's 22? Right. Absolutely nothing is probably the answer. Maybe yeah. great sex. However, and I'm not even convinced of that, okay? Still have some maturity <laughs> to do in the bedroom. But I also don't understand how you can actually like look at something that is so young and has so much more to experience in the world and be like, yeah. I want to ruin that. Because, like, to your point. <laughs> no, no, hear me out. Hear me out. I'm here. Like, when you are in conversations, like, with younger women, like, I hear them say stuff. Like, I always want to be, like, that's not the smartest thing. Or, like, I want to just, like, beat down the idea without understanding that they have not experienced it. They have not had the life experiences to gain the wisdom that I have now. Mm-hmm. So, why would I want to poo-poo on their parade? And I feel like an older man with a younger woman... I feel like it would be a constant poo-pooing because like you've been through so much of the world, like a 47-year-old man with someone fresh out of college. Yeah, maybe they don't though, because sometimes men of that age, just because they're 47 doesn't mean they're mentally 47 this or like sure. mature okay. at all. So he's probably just seeing it as what it is. Like, okay, she's 22, like she's fun to hang around with. He's not like, wow, I know so much more than her because he probably doesn't. He's probably stupid as hell. That's fair. He might as well be 25 in the head. <laughs> You're not wrong. Okay. From that so, regard, yeah. I guess I'm coming at it from, from a female, a female yes. perspective. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I don't know. Maybe they really are on the same level. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh. Women mature faster than men is all I'm saying. Oh, fair. No, I think they're just in it for the sexualness, which if you think about it, really think about it, kind of gross. It- Extremely gross. Yeah. Like, Demi Lovato just came out with her new song about Wilmer, Wilmer Valderrama. Oh, no. Oh, okay. So, they dated when she was really young, and he was 29. Okay, yeah. I did not know this. And the song that she came out with is called 29, I think. Um, and basically, she just talks about how, like, how much older he was and how taken advantage she she really was now yeah. that she's 29 and realized the age that he was, like... Yeah, she and she's said publicly, like, if you guys are a young woman and you're dating an older guy just because she's, like, think it's cool, like, it's not cool. Yeah. There's always a power imbalance. Like, whether you think that you, like, whether it's consensual or not, there is an inherent power balance there. Mm-hmm. And it's um, not in the woman's favor, ever. Yeah, now I want to look it up. 
far from innocent. What the fuck is consent? Numbers told you not to, but that didn't stop you. <gasps> okay. Yeah. She no lies in. were told, though. She went in. Okay. Well. How <laughs> do we that from that topic? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, I feel like the older I get, the more that I kind of want an older man that can... I hate to say the word provide. Yeah, yeah. I hate I, to I say know. the word provide. But you know what I mean. Absolutely. Like, I don't need you to provide for me. I am a grown-ass woman, and I, I can provide for myself very well. However, I kind of want you to be able to. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, as far as gender roles play into that, I just feel like it's a real sticky tricky subject because so many people have so many different opinions on this and honestly I feel like I haven't really made up my mind about it either um because I feel like I really do want a man that's like financially secure and has the potential to take care of me and this family that I don't even want yet (laughs) 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 um because it just feels good like it just feels nice to know that you're taken care of yeah and I I consider myself a very independent, strong, badass woman, but I think we can be both. Like, I think I can still be that person and in a relationship still want a guy to be like, no, babe, I got it. Yeah. Let's dissect that a little bit. I wonder, why does it feel good to have a man provide? I have thoughts, but want to hear it? (sighs) I don't know. I feel like men would also think it felt good if I was doing it for them. Okay. Like, it feels good because it feels good when anyone can do that for you. Yeah. Like, it feels good when your friend is like, I got the bill. Yeah. It feels good when your dad is like, I got the, you know, like, it's not just because they're my man, I guess. But honestly, to me, if I'm being, if I'm being really honest, (laughs) it's hot. Like, I think it's sexy. Yeah. Like, it turns me on when a guy (laughs) is just taking care of me, like, and doesn't make a big deal out of it. Like, just is... Like, you don't have to ask. Like, it's just... It's just, just there. Yeah. Yeah. And if that makes me... I don't know. I don't know what it makes me, but... It doesn't make you anything. Uh, those <laughs> I think are, it's hot. <laughs> yeah. What do you think about those it? Those are very, very valid. <laughs> I think... So, my um, my thoughts on it have changed over the year, mm. years. And why I think it feels so good now, especially from a black woman's POV, is that for so long, we have been all we've had. And we've always had to be providing for us Mm. so like the moment when i can feel as if i can let my guard down and be confident that everything is going to be taken care of that brings me so much comfort along with it being hot (laughs) but i think it for me it's the comfort and the the space to let go yeah which i haven't experienced before it just started like i guess when i was like 28 so like this is this is a new life yeah this is a new pov but I, I've spent time understanding, like, why why does it feel so good to me? Yeah. I think it's because when I know someone can provide for me, I can let go. I can let my guard down. I don't have to build or have this armor up yeah. that I have to always have as I navigate the world. Yep. And it sounds oh, so meta, like, so deep. But, like, literally, truly, when you dissect it, I think that that's how I feel. Yeah. No, that's... That is very, very true. Um, because there's just not a lot of spaces in the world where you can feel safe yeah, and, like, vulnerable and soft, like, as a black woman. Yeah. There's just no spaces where we get to do that. Yeah. And I feel like 
I don't know. If you're not a black woman listening to this podcast, like, I feel like people would be like, oh my God, why does everything have to be about race? Like, I feel like people say that all (laughs) the time, time. but like, everything is when you are black. Yeah. (laughs) But even if we take race out of it, we just examine it from the patriarchy. Right. How often do you ever feel safe in a man's presence? Or like, able to let your guard down? Like, walking down the street, we even take white men just, you know, walking down the street. Like, it's hard to feel safe and comfortable in the presence of a man, I think for me, yeah. like every time I'm clutching my pearls, <laughs> walking by a man in this world. So once I probably have a man that I feel safe around, safe around to like let my guard down yeah. and that he's going to take care of me and not take advantage of me. Yeah. Wow. How freeing is that? Yeah, I think it's a double layered yeah. with us. Like, yeah, you're right. It's simming from being a woman and then being a black woman. Right. So double yeah. the amount of never getting to feel like that. Yep. So it feels double as good. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Doubly. Yeah. Like when you actually find someone who creates that safe space for you, it's like, damn. Damn. That's my zaddy. So, <laughs> <laughs> so like, is it is it just the money aspect of it, though? Like, are there other parts of it that it's like, that make you feel like you can put your guard down? Or is it just like financially? Yeah. Or is it both? It's both. A hundred percent. I think... Before my younger 20s, it was definitely heavily focused on the financial. It's because I was a broke bitch, okay? (laughs) So a lot of my decisions were driven by the men I was dating. And if I thought that they were financially stable, Mm. like I would overlook a lot of red flags if like I felt like I was taken care of financially only. Like I can overlook so much. Now, (laughs) I think it's like a, I think it's really like a 30 70 split where 30% is a financial mm. and 70% um when I think about providing it's providing that safe space again to like let my guard down and like someone who is able to like actively listen to me and just like just be there for me like emotionally support me yeah um because I think I have a tendency to be there for a lot of people mm. um and never talk about my feelings yeah um so if I'm in the presence of someone who allows me that space or is even asking me questions mm-hmm. about my life, I'm like, whoa. And that sounds like the bare minimum. Yeah. But it is so hard to find these days. I'm with you. I think for me, it'd probably be like an 80-20 or maybe even 90-10. But I've never dated anyone who... <laughs> you lucky bitch. No, I was going to say, I've never dated anyone who was just like, Balling like that. Okay. Like I've never. Oh, so you're 90 emotional. Yeah. Okay. I'm 90 emotional, 10 financial. I thought you're okay. No, because I've I've truly never dated anyone who just like spoiled me and was rich as fuck. Like I've never. Okay. I've never had that experience. Yeah. It's not like I'm hopping on private jets and getting (laughs) flowed out. Like I mean, me neither. I (laughs) clear. But I've never. I feel like a lot of women have had at least one. Yeah. Where they, they're getting fluid out, yeah. everything's paid for, they're buying them Gucci bags, whatever. Like, I've never dated anyone like that. So I think that's why it's a little bit less important to me, probably. Yeah. If I had had that experience, I might, I might put a little more value on it. Because <laughs> it probably feels really good. But no, I think I've just been, like, emotionally destroyed by men. Yeah. So now that when I have the emotional safety, that is that is paramount. Like, that is the most important thing to me. But it does still bother, like... Yeah, if I'm being honest, it does still bother me if, like, the money part's not there. Because I feel like for myself, the money part is there for me. Yeah. So I, it's not about the money per se. It's about 
us meeting as equals. Yeah. And as much as it's fucking annoying and I hate it, like, money does come up. Like, yeah. it is part of it. Um, and money is, like, the number one, I don't know if it still is, like, the n- number one reason why relationships end or, like, split or marriages end because of, like, some financial issue. So I think it's, like, an important concept, like, in this capitalist society yeah. that, that we live in. Ugh, I hate that, though. I'm, like... If we could be fully in love and have everything that I've ever wanted in a guy and like we're gonna get in fights or like break up because of money like yes yeah. and money comes and goes like right. it's just I just think that's so annoying that that can and it but it still does like yeah. it really affects things and I hate that I have this thought oh oh god, I really hate it immunity necklace right <laughs> even though it's like a whole fucking podcast thing <laughs> that released in public anyway um still with my immunity necklace on I also feel like it is inherently easier for men to make money in this world. That's fair. So the fact that, so I just have lower tolerance for a man who cannot at least have the same income or close to, Oof. or not even higher than me. Let's talk about the wage gap, okay? Yeah. Like, that's a very real thing. Yeah. And you're coming to me and you're having money issues? With- <laughs> Why, sir? Why? You have a Why? <laughs> Literally, why? No, that is true. That that is true. Like, especially if I was, and I haven't really, I've never really dated a white man. But if I was dating oh, a white man, oh, that would be absolutely. If, if a white man didn't have as much money as me, sir, <laughs> all the odds were against me. Right. Everything was in your favor. <laughs> but that's, I mean, that's a good point. Like, just being a man in general, it is much easier for you to make money and get promotions. You make more money at the same jobs as us. Like. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I'm sorry. And I think I can't shake it. No, it's especially it's, at our age. That's I true. I think it was harder, you know, if we were younger, right? That's, that, undergrad, is that is true. Getting your footing at undergrad is so hard. Um, again, I still think it's easier for men, mm-hmm. but <laughs> I, I would have a lot more tolerance for it. But at our big age, mm-hmm. understanding that we're still growing, yes, we, we haven't reached our financial peak. Um, but I. We've had nine years out of college. Yeah. I, this definitely was a bigger tolerance. Like, I could put up with more in college. Like, I was a broke bitch in college. And, like, right after. And same. so was the guy that I was dating. And I was okay with that. Because I'd yeah. be like, all right. We're in the same same level. We just both graduated. Like, it's tough. Like, yeah. that's fine. We're growing and building together. Cool. As long as you're making progress, I can get behind it. Yeah. But I'm thinking about this TikTok that you sent me last night. <laughs> oh, God. About how... A lot of TikToks, I don't know if you guys have seen this, but a lot of TikToks have been women saying they feel like they can be in their feminine energy when a man is in their masculine energy and they feel taken care of. Um, I don't know. I like agree and disagree with this uh-huh. because what she was saying in the TikTok was that gender roles are very performative and saying like you're in your soft girl era or whatever when a man is being masculine is just another way of performing. Mm-hmm. I don't really feel like I'm performing when I'm in that role. Like that is where I want to be. I don't want to yeah. be hardened and tough and like have walls up with the person I'm in love with. I want to be the soft version <laughs> of me. Like I want to be the vulnerable person that like most 90% of the world doesn't no get to see. No pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be the person that 90% of the world doesn't get to see. Like, my man gets to see that because he creates a space for me where I feel comfortable being that person. That's not a performance for me. That's, like, me being my true raw self. 
Yeah. No, I hear that 100%. Yeah. How do you feel about the feminine masculine energy thing? <sighs> that TikTok, as you know, <laughs> rocked my world. And if I'm really being honest with myself, I do think some of it is a performance for me. <gasps> oh, I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I think because my, I think I naturally have a lot of masculine energy and I present that way, like, in the world, and I feel confident in mm. that. Like, um... Really? Yeah. I think. I think because of, like, the industry that I'm in, like, working at startups, like, just, mm. I think the always the way that I've come to the table is just, like, super polished, on top of things, like... But is that masculine energy? Men aren't polished, they just fucking show up. That's fair. <laughs> but I think, I think the way this this masculine feminine energy discourse is yeah i think it would be characterized as this masculine energy um i'm sarcastic i some people would tons of men have told me that i'm combative or that i'm aggressive all the time all the time or just like engaging yes (laughs) (laughs) we know that it's a very loaded word we know that but i cannot tell you how many times men have told me that about myself when I'm just like engaging in like a casual conversation at the bar like this is not even a work environment but it's not fair it's not <laughs> it's not fair <laughs> it's like not. I, we can't have an opinion yeah without being aggressive too right. much you need to chill out like wow like uh, you can't even have a conversation it's wild but I will say it was an experiment I hate that I did this mm. but I did tamper myself a little bit for like first dates, second dates, and you'd be shocked. <laughs> the 180 of the men that I have attracted into my life. In a better or worse way. In a way, better though. way though. In a better way. But but you're not being yourself in the beginning, so what happens I a couple I months in? No, I am being myself. Okay. Just not leading with my masculine energy. I think, Do you believe it or not? I think I struggle with this. Because yeah. when I'm dating, I'm a very direct, blunt, honest person. Yeah. You might say that's masculine energy. Yeah. Do you think I have masculine energy? No. You really don't? No. <laughs> I think... I, I think we're so similar, though. I know. Oh, I feel like... I know. We have the same type of humor, so I I don't see it that way. And that's Just how I didn't see it like you for yeah, you. Exactly. But apparently everyone else thinks we have masculine energy. And it's loaded because we're black. So. Right. But, like, when I'm dating, I can be aggressive. Yeah. Like, I don't give... I, I, I want to get to the point, like, when I'm on apps or whatever and people are, like, chit-chatting or whatever, I'm, I have no problem being the first one to be like, so do you want to go out? <laughs> yeah. Because, like, I'm not here to, like, go back and forth and have a pen pal. Yeah. Like, I, I will ask guys out first. I will kiss the guy first. I feel like that's a bit of masculine energy. Yeah. A bit. 100%. That's fine. Yeah. Um, And I have heard of people being, like changing their dating profiles because it's like to make men feel more comfortable like changing it to make it more more feminine i guess or whatever you want to call it make it more soft so they feel so they feel like they want to what's the word i'm trying to use not pursue but like yeah provide they they want yeah they they can have the chase yeah because men need to feel like they have the yeah their little animal instinct or whatever the fuck you want to call it (laughs) i don't know and that's probably why I don't get a lot of matches, okay? Yeah. Because I come off like 
I'm that bitch. Yeah. And that's fine because with you me. you are that bitch. Facts. But <laughs> I only want to... See, I thought about it. I yeah. thought about changing myself on first, second, third dates. I thought about changing my profile. Yeah. And then I was like, no. Yeah. I don't want to attract the kind of men that aren't into... Because I felt like I wasn't really being myself if I take that away. Like... I don't want to attract that kind of man. I want to attract the one that's not intimidated by me being this version of myself. Yeah. Very fair. Yeah. But you you found it more successful. I did. And it, it all goes... It's so hard because I feel like so much of my life, I'm a hypo, uh, hypocrite. <laughs> um, but they're like the men that you want to attract that would be naturally inclined to provide for you oh enjoy the feminine you're right so it, it for me it was a means to an end you're of attracting right. the man that would just naturally come to the table willing to provide that is i true. think when i presented as super strong with all my shit together the people that i attracted were narcissists or people who inherently wanted something from me they had no mm. problem me providing for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's why I did the change. Just an experiment. And it did work. I hate it. I'm not saying it's right. But my dating life has been infinitely better. No, but it's smart. Yeah. You're working smarter, not harder. <laughs> I'm just making it hard for myself because I've heard men say, like, when they see these types of women mm-hmm. that are, like, have it all together, independent, mm-hmm. don't need a man, they feel like, well... They don't need me. Yeah. What Where can I bring to the table? In. Yeah. And maybe that's a little bit of them being fragile. Oh, 100%. <laughs> um, with the masculinity. But you're right. Like, and that's what, I, I can't remember who told me this, but somebody was like, you want this, this, and this from a man, but like, that's not what you're, you're presenting. Like, yeah. you're wondering why you keep attracting all these guys that are intimidated by you. Yeah. Or like, that are cool with you. I don't know, wearing the pants, providing whatever, but it's because that's what you're presenting, so that's who you're attracting. Like, you can't attract the other guys because... And I was like, damn. Yes, that is it. Yeah. That is it. Damn, you figured it out. (laughs) No, I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking TikTok, the TikTok (laughs) educators, okay? Took me 30 years and I haven't figured it out. We made it, okay? We're here. It's a part of the journey. Okay, but how do you feel about, like, the word submissive. Oh. Because I feel like there's a lot of talk around this word submissive. That's where I feel like the whole performing thing comes in. Because I, when a man is treating me right. Yeah. And I am in love. Like, <laughs> I want to do things for you. Absolutely. Maybe it's just because I'm a Virgo. <laughs> I enjoy, like, making, doing things for people. Like, yeah. making them happy, surprising them. Like, I don't cook ever. Yeah. <laughs> But, like, I will literally cook for you. Like, I want to, like, I, I this is going to sound disgusting. I don't even want I don't even oh. want it to come out of my mouth. Yikes. I want to serve you. Oh! oh. Let me cater no. to you, because, baby, this, this is your day. Okay, yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I meant physically a plate. Like, I want to serve you a plate. Because, like... Okay, that's be, a southern thing. Okay, maybe. But, like, I want to, like... 
I want to do it. I want to do it. It feels good to me to make yeah. you feel good. It's almost like a blowjob. Like, you <laughs> Is it? <laughs> well, I'm feeding my man a plate all the time. I don't suck your dick. Just give me a plate. That's all they want. Blowjob right. and food anyway. All right. Um, no, I, it, it makes me feel good to do that for someone that, like, cares for me. Because I'm like, you would do this for me. Like, you do this for me all day in different ways. So, like, okay. I want to do this for you. Okay. That's the only thing. But that doesn't... I don't know. Submissive... I don't know. <laughs> Do you need the confirmation first that these acts would be reciprocated before you can step into that submissive side? I don't need the confirmation. Well... Like, how do you know that they're going to reciprocate? You said... I will do this after you've already shown me okay, so both sides of you. Yeah. yeah, like before. Like, this yeah. is like, we've been together for a while and you do things like this for me all the time without me asking right, right, right. kind of thing. Okay. It's like, okay, I want to reciprocate. Mm-hmm. Because You're not you, automatically entering the relationship. And oh, like, hell no. Here's your plate, baby. Here's your plate, baby. Do you want a blowjob afterwards? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> No, no. Okay, how do you feel about submissiveness? Oh, yeah. It's such a loaded word. I do not think in any regard that I am submissive. Mm. I do think that I am more willing to take your lead when I feel comfortable. I'm looking up the definition of submissive. <laughs> okay, yeah, let's let's hear it. But yeah. I like I enjoy doing the same things that that you do, yeah. which is just like providing again, knowing that you provide for me in mm-hmm. other ways. Well, I don't think that's submissive then, because it's like if we're both doing it, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. The definition is it's acts of service, truthfully, kind of. Yeah. Ready to conform to the authority or the will of others. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Meekly obedient or <laughs> passive. No, absolutely not. Meekly obedient or passive. No. Okay. Okay, yeah, no. I'm not submissive. No. no. I, I truly think what people are trying to say. Mm-hmm. Well, I think there is a difference. There are, I think some women who are submissive. fit that, yeah, fit yeah, that yeah. description. I think what we're talking about is more generally... I truly do think this is epiphany. It's an acts of service. Like, yeah. Is it not? It, I mean, yeah, because then what's the definition of acts of service? It's right. like, d- yeah, doing things for you. That's a love language. Mm-hmm. I'm showing you my love by doing acts of service mm-hmm. for you. Yeah. Cooking for you is an act of service. Blowjob is an act of service. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. I I think probably I was using the word submissive incorrectly before I read that definition because um in that case I've never been submissive a day in my life right exactly but I think that's what happens on social media and stuff like people take one word mm-hmm. and they're like wait what is the definition right <laughs> and people just like run with it and you have like this whole discourse around this word using a definition that's not even right right I've seen a lot of therapists talking about that with yeah. the word narcissist and narcissism too. right because people just like grabbed onto that and now they're just saying everyone's a narcissist right and it's exactly. like oh shit wait hold on this is a clinical term y'all need to calm down exactly yeah damn all right so, with all that being said, would you Ooh. would you date someone that had 95% of everything you wanted, Okay, but they just made less money than you? <laughs> like, significantly less to a point where it was putting a strain on the relationship. Like, you went out to dinner, and not only was he not like, oh, I got it, babe. He was like, could you get it? And then... Um, <laughs> And then I'll pay you back. Like, after my check hits on Friday, I can finish. <laughs> oh, God. 
physically in pain right now, guys. She's cringing at this idea. But he will pay you back on Friday when the check hits. <laughs> but, like, everything else you want in the relationship is perfect. Oh, gosh. He's obviously not buying you any bags or, like, flying you out. <laughs> but, like... I mean, so I'm going to assume that I willingly entered into this relationship. Mm-hmm. And I knew this on the onset. Mm. Confirming that is this this is not, like, hard times. This is not, like... <laughs> <laughs> like, listen, like, we have... We all have hard times. Like, he's falling... He's falling like on he hard times. Been... You're right, you're right. Like, he lost his job. Yeah, or like... like... No, it's not hard times. He's just... He's, he's trying to get it together. He's just work. He's trying to get it together. <laughs> it sounds like you have your answer. I don't think you can do it. No, I, I think I could. If it was 95% and then... <laughs> I'm a terrible liar. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, no, no. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm back. Okay. I'm back. I really think I could if he showed all the signs that that 5% would be diminished very soon. Yeah. Okay. So if there's potential, yeah. you could. But it would still, it's but, still going to cause a strain on the relationship. Because you don't get to feel that. You don't 100%. get to feel the taking care of thing. And it's just... In the financial regard. Right. I think they would have to up the ante in all other ways that you can make me feel safe and provided for. Okay. It would have to be OD. Mm. I agree. <laughs> and we probably, and that that scenario gives me the ick, so we would likely not be going out to eat. <sighs> but that's that's what it is, though. That's, that's it's the ick. Yeah. It's the ick, and I, I genuinely, like, I really hate that it makes me yeah. feel icky because, like, I have enough money. Yeah. I don't need you to Venmo me the $50. Yeah. It's not going to make a difference to me. Yeah. But it still gives me the ick that you didn't have it. Yeah. Oh. 100%. I hate, I really, and it makes me feel, I feel really petty. Yeah. I feel same. petty saying that. I feel petty feeling it. Yeah. But I can't get rid of it. Absolutely. It's an ick. It is an ick. And I think, okay, we do want to go out. I think I would have to train my brain be like, we are going out like I'm treating you. Mm. And it would just have to be be that. Right. Like, it couldn't be a scenario where he asked me out. Right. And then the, and bill, then comes. the bill comes. When I tell you <laughs> the way we would have some problems. So, like, <sighs> I think the situation needs to be very clearly defined. Right. Before that check came. Or you could just not go out. Like, you could just hang out exactly. at home. Because, exactly. okay, we don't have We can door dash. Right. Door right. Mm. okay well we are gonna take a quick break and then we're gonna get into advice gonna answer some of you guys questions about this exact topic the venture x card from capital one gives you premium travel benefits perfect for seeing taylor swift the eras tour presented by capital one. Oh, i do love her earn five times miles on flights and 10 times miles on hotels through capital one travel Enjoy your stay in Suite 13. Whoa, 13? That's Taylor's lucky number. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. Okay, this is our segment where we chell it like it is. We have a few of you that wrote in talking about feeling behind in life. So I want to kind of do like a combo question. So Amanda says, I'm feeling behind in life. I don't have a ring on my finger yet and no kids. I want those things so badly. And 
Daniela says, I'm 30. I broke up with my ex. He moved on right away. How do I cope and feel like I did not miss the boat? Oof. That's tough. And honestly, Kayla and I are both 30. And we can relate to feeling like, okay, you're 30. You've seen all your friends that are married and have kids. And, like, just being from Georgia and North Carolina, like, people do that very early there as opposed to being in New York. And it's easy to feel like, okay, I'm behind. Like, everyone else has these things. I kind of just am like, all right, I understand that I'm on a different path and a different track than than people that didn't move away from my hometown. So I kind of look at it like that. And I also personally don't feel like 30 is not old. Like, 29 is not old. We haven't missed the boat yet. Damn. Like, <laughs> I still feel very young and I still feel like, okay, I personally am not ready to have kids yet. Um, so I feel like just remembering that we're all on different paths and like your time and your person is coming is my advice. But what do you think, Kayla? Yeah, I love that. Um, and I echo those sentiments. I think another thing that has brought me comfort because I've, I've struggled with that a lot is um, you can never be late for your own life or behind on your own life you're Mm -hmm. always going to be on time for your own life and it sounds so simple but like it gives me so much comfort the fact that i'm not late i'm not behind like this is my life and i'm on time so whatever is going to enter my life is going to be at the perfect time um and then i also i treasure this time that i've had to myself so much and it is such a privilege to have that like to grow on my own, to do all of these things by myself so that I, when I'm ready to settle down or I find my person, I can better say that, like, this is exactly who I was looking for. Mm. Because I've put in the time um, on myself and, like, done a lot of dating to know who exactly is going to be um, the best partner for me. Yeah, I think that something that brings me comfort like what I tell myself is that I'm never gonna be at this point in my life again and like on my own and have my own single Mm -hmm. time like I know that when I do find that person it's probably gonna be a pretty quick process like yeah I'm in my 30s I've been looking for a while like once I know now that I've dated a bunch of people once I find someone that I'm like oh this is it we're probably gonna get married and then we're probably gonna start a family in a few years And I will never have this time back where I am single. I live by myself. I can do whatever I want. I don't have to think about other people. So, like, just actually acknowledging that and and just enjoying it. Like, wow, this is the last time I'm going to only have me to think about and worry about. And, like, I find that freeing. So that's that's really helped me. Yeah. And I know it also sounds very dark, but don't think that... A romantic relationship is the end all be all mm-hmm. and that like everyone you see with like a marriage and kids is like happy that's true <laughs> um because i know a lot of people who have all of that or like what is supposed to be the picture perfect life mm-hmm. and it is far from picture perfect yeah so i also try to remind myself that like that's not the end all be all there's so much more to this life um than just romantic love you can surround yourself with a ton, a ton of platonic love that I sometimes argue can be more fulfilling than romantic love at times. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because the grass is always greener. Like people in the marriages are looking at me like, wow, uh, you get to do all this cool stuff. Like you're by yourself. That must be so fun, whatever. And I think it's also societal Mm because a lot of 
pressure is on us as women especially to be like okay well you were put on this earth to start a family and find a man so why haven't you like you must be desperate old cat lady at age 30 (laughs) if you haven't and like or lesbian forget that (laughs) yes that too um but as we know that's just not true so try not to put too much pressure on yourself is is the advice a lot of you guys asked how to make new friends as an adult in the city. And I think this is a really good one because, like we just said, romantic love is not the end-all be-all. Mm-hmm. And having a good friend group, especially when you just moved to a new city or, like, just being an adult, it's really hard to make friends when you're not, like, think about it. If you're not at the office, a lot of people work from home now, then it's really hard to make friends. Like, I, when I first moved here... The only friends that I had were people that I already knew from Georgia or like already knew from college and people at my office. So now if I wasn't in an office and I just moved here, a lot of people already like had their friends groups or whatever. And all my friends were at home or whatever. And so it's just hard to like make friends. So what do you think? Do you have any advice for making friends as an adult? Yeah, I kind of just did this. So I did a little stint in L.A., I'm trying to make that my new home. And I straight up slid in someone's DM. I was going to say that. (laughs) Like, I think it's so underestimated. Like, people are so receptive. And I think just as you are wanting to make friends, other people are wanting to make friends. Mm -hmm. So if you can find people on the internet, obviously not everything is what it seems. But, like, if you see someone's profile, you're like, oh, like I feel like we would mesh. We have so much in common. Right. That's what I did. And, like, she was literally the exact same that she was on social media. We hung out. It was incredible so i 100 percent recommend sliding in someone dm Mm -hmm. and then also looking on like facebook for like any type of interest groups that you like like if you have a run club in your city Mm -hmm. or a crafting club and that could be a natural way to meet people that have some of the same interests as you yeah and if you feel weird about it because i think a lot of people like get in their heads like oh i feel like a weirdo like asking people to be my friend Mm -hmm. or like asking you on a friend date or like sliding into your dms like even the amount of responses that I got with people asking how to make friends, clearly yeah. everyone feels the same way. No one's going to think it's weird if you ask them to hang out or, like, if you meet someone. Like, I think the best way is, like, going to do things that you really like to do. Mm-hmm. Like, if you have a hobby, Run Club was a good example. Mm-hmm. Or, like, even, like, I don't know, intramural sports. Like, I was on a, a two-hand touch, like, intramural happy hour <laughs> league, like, for football. Yeah. And also, this is a good way to meet guys because some people ask me how to meet guys. Yes. But... Like, people are just trying to hang out, meet other people, like, get out of their houses. And, like, it's not about the football, like, if you guys aren't into sports. It's, like, (laughs) it's about the going to the happy hour after. You don't have to be good at it. You can join, like, the beginner's league and then go to happy hour after you meet people that have the same interests as you, like, or if you want to go, I don't know, like, to a pottery class. Like, my best friend just did a, like, joined a pottery class by herself. And she goes once a week. And then other people are there that like pottery. And then you talk, like... I meet people, like, I go to the same gym classes once a week. I see the same people there every week, kickboxing, mm-hmm. doing Pilates. Like, literally just strike up a conversation. And that's how I became friends with, like, multiple girls that I still hang out with, like, from modeling. Um, like, I just met them at a workout class or something. And then we're like, oh, do you want to go to dinner after? Do you want to get coffee? And I've also slid into the DMs. Mm-hmm. And that's how I became friends with Cache. Like, <laughs> I saw her on TV and I was like, you know what? I like her vibe. Slid into her DMs, we went out, and now she's, like, one of my closest friends in New York. So, I just, you just got to put yourself out there and kind of, like, take it as seriously as you would take dating, I guess. Yes, yes. That's incredible. Yeah. 
Okay. Well, Kayla, thank you so much for being my co-host today. You are incredible. And if the people want to find you, which I'm sure they want to, where can they find you? They can find me in the gutter. (laughs) (laughs) You can find me on Instagram at S-P-P-E-R-K and on TikTok at S-P-P-E-R-K. And just so you guys know, her TikTok is severely underrated. It's hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) So definitely find her on there. But thank you so much for being here. One last question that I like to ask all my guests is, is there anything that you want to be vulnerable about? Whether that's today, whether that's in general, whether it's something you want people to know about you, if they don't, an assumption you want to clear up, anything you want to be vulnerable about. Ooh, chill. <laughs> okay, it doesn't have to be super deep. It can be Dang. whatever you want. Anything you want. Yeah, I mean, sure. Okay. I've talked to you about this, and I think it has, like, impacted the way I, I show up on social media, because at one point, I loved, like, posting pictures. I was really big into photography, but over the past few months, I've gained a ton of weight, but I've never struggled with weight before in my entire life. Um, and that's been hard for me. And I think that, you know, I've been on TikTok and stuff and so many, I think so many women can relate to that. And it's like hard and you realize how much value you put on your, your external appearance. Mm. Um, and kind of like learning to shed that has been something that I'm working on that I'd never thought that I would have to deal with. And I know that sounds maybe naive of me to think that like, as I age, like your body wouldn't change or like. I'm taking certain medications that, you know, um, have weight gain as a side effect. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's just one of the other doozies of growing up and aging. And I don't think that's naive at all. I love that. And I think it's only making you stronger as a person because I think everyone's all body positivity, body positivity. And it's like your body is something that is always changing. Yeah. So once you finally get to the point where you're like, actually, I'm hot as fuck. I love my body. Right. It changes. Yeah. <laughs> it changes and it changes and it changes. And I think that finally getting to the point where you can accept that it's always going to be changing mm-hmm. is when you can see that real, like, mental growth. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, I can accept the fact that my body is not here just for aesthetics. Right. It has a bigger purpose. It gets me around. Yeah. It takes care of me. Like, I think when you... as This is how I... Like, it makes me feel better. It's just, like, when I think about it like that, where it's, like, okay, it's not here for looks purposes. Yeah. It's quite literally here for the opposite. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it really makes me, like, take a step back and be, like, okay, well, I, well, obviously, I love my body. Right. It does everything for me. Right. 100%. Yeah. It's so hard, like, especially since I'm addicted to TikTok, and mm-hmm. every single video you see, you're just, like, a 22-year-old thin person, mm-hmm. and you're, like, okay, Kayla, you are 30. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, your body does not look the same as it did in 22 Facts. and it shouldn't look the same yeah. as it did when you were 22 and you can still post and you can still enjoy all the things that you did and love yourself the same way you yeah. loved yourself when you thought that you looked thin yeah but you i mean you don't have to minimize it is hard yeah it is really hard it is hard oh well thank you for being vulnerable about that got <laughs> be with the namesake yes and thank you for being here um Thanks for listening, guys. I'll see you guys next week with another episode of Vulnerable.